With the goal of reducing maternal morbidity and mortality in the U.S., ACOG has partnered with the Joint Commission on the Development of a New Maternal Levels of Care Verification Program. This becomes effective January the 1st, 2022. So that's just about six months away. So in this podcast, let's review the different levels of maternal care and why ACOG got involved in this very important program. You are now listening to my dad's podcast. Well, let's start off with a little shocker, shall we? The United States is ranked 65th, that's 6-5, among industrialized nations for maternal morbidity and mortality outcomes. Now, let me just step here for a minute. I love my country. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm a patriot through and through. But 65th for the U.S. for maternal outcomes is horrific. I mean, that hurts me down deep. We should be better than that. So this maternal level of care verification aims to dramatically improve that position by promoting collaboration among different hospitals and providers to, well, just take better care of people. Now, don't get me wrong. Healthcare and the U.S. has made incredible advances in obstetrics and maternal fetal care, but there are still gaps that exist, and we've got to do better. Remember, even my state, the state of Texas, had made some national news some time ago because of the maternal mortality rate. We've got to do better. That's where this maternal levels of care process comes in. The Levels of Maternal Care Obstetric Care Consensus was first published in 2015 by ACOG and the Society of Maternal Fetal Medicine. This defined the required minimal capabilities, physical facilities, and medical and support personnel for each level of care. This included a level 1, which is basic care, all the way up to a level 4, which is a regional perinatal health care center. We're going to go over these levels in just a minute. Now, based on these four levels from the college, the Joint Commission has partnered now with ACOG to develop a criteria to visit hospitals and provide a maternal level of care verification. Now, this verification program will be a key part in decreasing maternal mortality and severe maternal morbidity by ensuring that pregnant and postpartum individuals receive risk-appropriate maternal care. The new program will involve an on-site comprehensive review of the maternal services available in each hospital visited as well as critical access hospitals. The verification process will help hospitals gain a clear understanding of their capabilities and resources, including personnel, the types of patients that the hospital is equipped to manage, and circumstances in which pregnant and postpartum patients should be transferred to a collaborating healthcare facility that has has the resources to provide risk-appropriate care. Now, following the launch of this Levels of Maternity Care Verification Program that started in Texas, there was an increased demand across different states for similar verification programs. So to help accommodate hospitals and states in their needs to get these levels of care designations, ACOG determined that a partnership with Joint Commission to launch this verification program was a way to stratify and unify the process so that it's following ACOG guidelines, but kind of checked and enforced, if you will, by Joint Commission. 
Now, we have to say this again because this is important. Remember, this is a voluntary program. It's not like if your hospital doesn't do this on January 1, I mean, they're going to go and close down labor and delivery. That's not how it works. This is voluntary as of right now, and it looks like it's going to stay voluntary. Now, the reason ACOG got involved is, again, just to provide a benchmark and a uniform way of calling a level one, a level one, and a level four, a level four. But here's how this looks like. ACOG will not be involved in the on-site survey process or in designating a level of care for any institution. Remember, they just provide the information. Joint Commission will then administer the guidelines and conduct the survey on site to see how close the institution is adhering to the guidelines. And Joint Commission is the one that will assign or recommend the level of care designation. Okay, now here's a question for you because I had this, right? Especially if you're hospital administration or nursing administration, you're thinking, well, great, now I have somebody else coming in here telling me how to do something. Well, what's in it for me, right? I mean, what's the benefit of having this maternal level of care designation? I mean, is it just marketing or what is the real purpose here? Well, the truth is, I mean, it is evidence-based and there is a purpose. Remember that this verification program has the beneficial aim to reduce maternal morbidity and mortality. So here it is. When somebody asks, what's the benefit of doing this? Why are we getting involved with this? Well, here it is. This program helps identify hospitals' gaps in their capabilities and personnel, and it helps ensure that pregnant and postpartum women receive risk-appropriate maternal care, thereby contributing to regional and national efforts to decrease maternal morbidity and mortality. The program aligns with national standards developed by ACOG and SMFM and supports the development of effective collaborative relationships between hospitals with different resources and different designations. In other words, it's meant for a level one area to get in contact with a level three area and be their safety valve when a patient needs to be transferred. So it gets the infrastructure in place really to help patients out. Well, while we get to the end here, let's go ahead and review the different levels of care so you can try to figure out where your institution lies. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market level one is defined as basic care this is care of low to moderate risk pregnancies with ability to detect stabilize and initiate management of unanticipated maternal or fetal or neonatal problems that occur during the anapartum intrapartum, or the postpartum period until the patient can be transferred to a facility at which specialty maternal care is available. In terms of health care providers, every birth should be attended by at least one qualified birthing professional. This can include a midwife, a family physician, or an OBGYN. And there should be an appropriately trained and qualified RN with level-appropriate competencies as demonstrated by nursing competency documentation. There should also be a physician with privileges to perform an emergency C-section readily available at a basic one or level one center. 
There also should be primary maternal care providers, including midwives, family physicians, or OBGYNs readily available at all times. And I love that they included midwife in there because remember, this isn't just about physicians, but this is about anybody having the proper competencies to take care of intrapartum or postpartum issues. And again, that even that extends to antepartum complications. Nursing leadership should have the appropriate level of formal training and experience in maternal cares. And it also, anesthesiologists are involved in the level one care. Anesthesia providers, including nurse anesthetists or anesthesiologists, or a nurse anesthetist assistant, should be available for labor analgesia and surgical anesthesia, and it should be readily available at all times. Again, that's a level one designation. A level two designation is the same thing, but kicked up a notch. It's a little bit more involved. So this should have a CT scan or MRI scan available at all times. Ultrasound should also be readily available. In terms of healthcare providers, there should be an OBGYN physician available at all times. And there should be a designated physician obstetrical leadership or a leader in place. And that provider should be board certified with experience in obstetric care. Now, here's the the extension where it gets into a level two specific designation. To be level two, there should be an MFM that's readily available for consultations. Now, this can be on the phone or telemedicine as needed, but it doesn't necessarily say that they have to have in-house privileges. We're going to get into that in just a minute. So remember, level two needs at least some MFM that you can pick up a phone or have a telemedicine consult, and there should be one that's readily available. The same issue holds for anesthesia. There should be anesthesiologists or nurse anesthetists available at all times. And there should be ancillary support staff, including family medicine or internal medicine available to help with some complicated medical issues. Regarding level three care, it's just that plus another level of complicated care. In other words, what we just discussed for level two, let's make that even more specific. So there should be an MFM that has in-house or admitting privileges, not just by telemedicine or on the phone, but they should be able to come to the hospital and that gets them a level three designation. There should also be a director of maternal fetal medicine who's board certified and has hospital privileges. So now we're not just talking about consultation, but we're talking about an MFM physician that should be able to come to the bedside and evaluate the patient there in person. Level four is a little bit more involved than that. That includes the continuous ability to have surgical interventions, not just for routine care, but for highly complex, critically ill, or even unstable patients. A board-certified MFM attending should have full inpatient privileges, and they should be readily available at all times. They should also be available for any ICU-admitted obstetrical patients. Now, the level four designation also includes having the ability to have at least one of the following adult subspecialties readily available for consultation, neurosurgery, cardiac surgery, or even transplant. And if a facility does not have all three subspecialties available, then there should be a process in place to transfer women to a facility that can provide that needed service. Did y'all get that? So level one, level two, level three, and then level four is the most complicated level of care that involves all of the ancillary resources, including subspecialty consultation. Now, I can't end before I make this very important point, okay? Look, 
This is not about keeping up with the Joneses. This is not a competition. So if you're at an institution that's level two, own it. That's great. There's nothing wrong with that. We're thankful for level one providers and level two centers because without them, then there'd be a gap in care overall. So this isn't like, well, my center is level three and yours is a level two. That's, if you have that in your mind, then that's great. But that's in your head only because nobody else is thinking that or they shouldn't. This is not about saying, well, I work work in this level when you work in another, so you're not as good as somebody else. Remember, this isn't about stratifying skill level. This is about identifying resources to take better care of our patients. So don't worry if you're level one, own it. It's all right. Level one. Whoop, whoop. And if you're level four, fantastic. Don't go around and be boastful because it has nothing to do with you. It has to do with the entire team that makes you a level four. All right. So it's not a competition or a race. It's about taking better care of our patients. All right, podcast family, there you have it. So ACOG is joining up with the Joint Commission to launch this verification program. So if you want more information, just go to jointcommission.com and click on verification program, or you can get it through the college as well. Remember, we're really trying to take better care of our patients. And so if you're level one, great. Level two, even better. Level three, woohoo. And if level four, fantastic. But we're all in this together. So thank you all for what you do to take better care of our patients. Remember, you're going to be a patient once or one of your family members. So how would you want them to be treated? All right, we'll see you next time on another episode of Clinical Pearls.